Hello and welcome into another edition of American Hammers Radio. I am your host, Tex, out of Fresno, out of the Fresno Irons. But tonight we are joined with an absolutely special guest because Zach, the curly-headed legend, cannot be here tonight. So we welcome in the OG of American Hammer TV, Tim. Tim, how are you doing tonight? Freezing my sack off. How are you doing, Kyle? I, you know, I'm out in sunny California, so uh, you know, land of movie stars. It's going well out here, but we are in Fresno. Which, um, I don't know if you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. He named us the sketchiest town in California, so it's it's all, <laughs> it's all good. We are we are sketchy here. You do have to carry your knife around here in Fresno. Um, <laughs> I really wish that um, I had you at a guest spot in a more positive environment here, but unfortunately, um, we are coming off a very poor run of form for West Ham United, and the trend continued on Saturday as West Ham hosted Newcastle, a game I think we all thought we were going to see a bounce back. did not happen. West Ham was dominated for 70 minutes of that game, giving up three goals, going down 3-0. At no point did we look like we were there. And the, the thing that bothered me most was I think Pellegrini got it wrong. Why was Zabaleta starting? Um, he was getting owned um, down his side, unable to do much. When Fredericks finally was subbed on, we saw a difference. Um, obviously, Everton got goals from Clark, Fernandez. And, of course, the East End boy himself, who's been linked with West Ham, John Joe Shelby, finds a way to score a beautiful free kick. Uh, I, I'm not going to sit there and put too much on Roberto on that one, but it was very frustrating. Obviously, West Ham get two goals late, but I think you and I can both agree that at no point were we ever a real threat in that game to get anything out of it. So that brings me to the big question of the night, Tim. What the fuck is wrong with West Ham United? Uh, no soul, no, no fight, no passion. Um, you know, you can, and I, and I, you will. I say you can, but I will also um, blame Pellegrini. Uh, the, the team selections, even since last year. Um, there was a few times last year where he would start Perez and Obiang in a, in a match where we needed to win. Um, you know, his, his, his team selection is always shady. He, uh, he's stuck in his ways. Um, it's, uh, I, mean, I, could, I could go on for days. I'm going to try not to on uh, Pellegrini, but it also comes down to the players, though, too. I mean, you, you got one job to do, and that's, that's play football, man, you know? And I don't give a shit what position you're in. Um, you know, you got to show a little bit of fight, a little bit of passion, especially for all those fans that come out, especially a home match. You know what I mean? And, and to, to lose like that at home was was most embarrassing. And there was just no fight, man. No passion at all. I I, I can't agree with you even. I, I can't agree with you more. I, I, what's frustrating for me is I understand, like, I'm not ready to pack it in on Pellegrini. I'll admit that now. I'm not ready. But my confidence has definitely been shaken. And it's shaken to a point with him because I don't understand the Zabaleta um, start. Yeah. I don't get it. I love Zabba. Zabba's always going to be a guy. Um, he's been an absolute Iron Man of the, of, 
of the sport. Um, he is a truly great guy. He's a locker room guy. Um, he makes your club better just by his presence being there. But he's clearly lost a step. He's no longer the player he once was. And what I'm frustrated about is you knew the speed that Newcastle had on the wings, yeah. and you still started him. And I, I don't understand it. At no point, it's almost like he's too smart for his own good. And I think yeah. he thanks the game in this very poor way. That was it. Was frustrating. It was incredibly frustrating, um, especially when you have a guy like Robert Snodgrass, who I was calling for for two weeks in a row. He finally gets a start. He's got two goals in two games. Um, yeah. Robert Snodgrass is not the best player. You can I and agree on him. But the one thing he's going to give you is everything he's got when he's out there. I, yeah. I, I, I got to know. Uh, I got to know. Should West Ham? Should the the board of West Ham really be reevaluating this Pellegrini situation? Should they be? Yeah, they should. And that's that's actually where I put, I'd say, 90% of the blame on. Um, I know I was just talking shit about the players and about the, the manager, but um, when does the board start holding people accountable? I mean, it's it's, it's their money. Man. You know, it's, well, it's, it's, our, it's our money, too, and, and all the supporters and season ticket holders and so on. But... Um, but uh, you know they're, they're what are they doing? They're they're throwing out there that they're about to you know consider firing Husilos, you know. And what what the fuck does he have to do with anything? It's it's Pellegrini's ultimate decision in a lot of these transfers, and they're gonna. It looks like they're gonna try to use Husilos as a as a scapegoat. You know what I mean? There's rumors of that anyway, and, and I'm like, but there was no, there was no. Um, uh, they, they kept talking about that they were going to back the manager. They, they're not going to sack him anytime soon. And, I mean, that's what all the supporters are saying anyway. We've, we've you know, been talking about this for a week on American Hammer TV, that, um, you know, maybe it's time for the manager to go seriously, and maybe we should, um, you know, um, consider, you know, in January, thinking about, hey, you know, if an 80 million pound bid comes in for Declan Rice, maybe maybe take it and take some of that money and, and, and buy out Pellegrini's contract and so on. I mean, but um, it, it's not going to happen, you know. The, the board—they're shysters, man. They—they—they're—they're they're all about the money. They're all about themselves. They're not about what's best for the team. Um, they're not holding Pellegrini accountable. Uh, they're not holding players accountable. I mean, this is the time where like a, a true owner would be like, "What the fuck's wrong with my club, dude? Like this is this is not good." I mean, we we want we only lost one game of our first seven matches. If you were going into the season, this season. And you were told that we were only going to lose one of the first seven matches. Would you have believed that? I mean, we did. We only lost one. And now, in, on, in this current form, we've only won one in the last seven matches. That's, 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 a, that's, that's a bad thing, man. Anyway, what do you think, man? I, I, don't take this the wrong way, but I, I kind of disagree a little bit. And I disagree on the front that um, I don't think – Huslos is the guy that we need to let go. I think, I think it's Pellegrini's situation um, where he's going to have to have a come to Jesus moment with himself. I'm not ready to pack it in on him. I think he's a brilliant manager. I'm going to continue to support him because I don't think I think the sample size that I have on Pellegrini there has been more positive than negative. We are in a very poor stretch right now. It has not been good, and there's clearly something going wrong. But the one thing is this. Here's the saving grace. I'm not hearing a lot of things coming out negative from the players about Pellegrini. 
So it's very clear that he still has the locker room, in my opinion. That does not mean that he has the fans' vote right now. But you know West Ham fans, and I know West Ham fans. All it takes is one loss, and they will fucking Armageddon everything. It is incredibly frustrating being a West Ham fan, especially trying to be a West Ham fan that thinks with a rational mind. Too many of them do not. And so I'm not really sold that that Pellegrini is um, lost it. But what I do think is that whatever he is trying to accomplish tactically, it's not working. He does need to go back to the drawing board. He does need to get, quote-unquote, back to basics with what West Ham do. Um, every team that goes through a spell like this, they go back, they get back to fundamentals, and then they reevaluate. Because whatever he's trying to accomplish right now, it's not working. And I don't know why he's not trusting certain players. Ryan Fredericks is the future at right back. You go with him. Zabaleta is only there in case of an injury. Zabaleta is perfectly fine with it. He's, he's already made a lot of hints that this will be his final season. So yeah. I'm just not, I'm not sold that Pellegrini is the actual problem. I think he is contributing to what the problem is by making poor choices and getting it wrong. But I, I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I'm not ready to pack it in on him. Like, I still want to try some Warriors original out of his pocket. I really do. I think I agree with you. I do. I, I, I agree with you, though, Kyle. I mean, for the, for the most part, listen, I, I, I think that I, mean, I wouldn't be hurt if we get rid of him. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be hurt if, if, that, if that's what happened. We were talking about getting rid of him in January, etc. But again, that's just frustration. I mean, that, that's just coming from straight frustration of what's happened over the last seven matches since, you know, since like before Oxford. I mean, yeah, they beat a, a Man United C squad um, before Oxford United, but they they drew Aston Villa the week before that, where they should have won. You know what I mean? And and that's where it really started. Um, but no, I mean, it, he isn't getting his team up, dude. I, I mean, I can't say that. Well, I can't say that he's not getting his team up. I mean, because his team aren't playing. I mean, that's that's what it is. I mean, the team isn't playing. So is it the players' fault? Probably. I mean, I, I would lean more toward obviously the players not stepping up and doing their thing, but also at the end of the day. I mean, you're a fucking head coach, dude. I mean, you you got to get your team to play, man. You know, I mean, it's 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 a tough run that we're on. And listen, I mean, two weeks ago is when when the real backlash for Pellegrini out really started. Um, this this last match was the you know the, the icing on the cake. But can you imagine? I mean, we go into turf more, man, and lose. I mean, it's just going to be getting worse. And 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 his head's going to be on a stake, dude. You know what I mean? Oh, I, I, you're you're right. This, I mean, I I told you, I'm not ready to pack it in. But if we go out against Turfmore and have a poor performance, yeah, hear a totally different text on American Hammers Radio next week. It will be totally <laughs> text. I'm admitting that now. Um, to me, you know, it's it's been a rough go of it. But when you're really analyzing this team right now, let, let's kind of break some things down and look at it. Sure. What have we gotten out of? Lanzini and I'm Lanzini's my favorite player. I, I'm going to yeah. tell you that now, but I'm critical of him because he has one assist this year. He's been dropped from the team, and when he comes in, he's really been non-existent. So you had plans for Lanzini to be this focal point, and he's there because of Lanzini's ineptness. You you wind up with, with what I think the problem is right now with Philippe Anderson is he's trying to do everybody's job. He's trying to go out there and do more than he has to do. He's not playing inside the role that he's been given. Um, Mark Noble, when we got him back, our team changed. It was a massive difference. We we like having him out there. But again, 
Mark Noble's form dips, the team dips, and he's not playing good right now. Also, Fabianski is hurt. Fabianski is, I mean, he's a top five goalkeeper in the Premier League. Yeah. I don't care what he says. So yeah. him gone, that hurts. Um, and I don't I think, think that's the worst. I think that's the biggest point. I think that's the main reason, Kyle, that, that, that uh, even people like Noble are having a shit time. Because there's no fucking, there's no other lead. I mean, Noble can't carry a team by himself, man. You got to, you got to have some, you know, some fight and some some talented players behind you. Because, I mean, look, we have um, we have this thing called bitch mail. Okay, it's it's um, it's a voicemail line where it's literally it's, uh, you call this number one five one two we the letter R and A H T V and leave us a voicemail. Give us a rant. Well, there was a guy last weekend that gave us a rant of a lifetime, legendary. He, he has the championship belt of rants, and it was amazing. And actually, um, he was interviewed tonight on uh, American Heritage TV just because his rant was so awesome. But anyway, what he said was, uh, you know, Roberto, man, he, he's a fucking MLS keeper, dude. He's, he's not he's not a he's he's shit, dude. He was, there, you know, there was two goals last match that um, two out of the three Roberto or anybody would have fucking saved. Dave Martin would have saved that shit. Nathan Trott would have saved that shit. Manuel Pellegrini would have saved that shit. Um, just, just because he makes a few other saves doesn't make him a good, you know, good goalkeeper. He doesn't belong in the Premier League. Dude. He's horrible. And that no, not having the trust in your keeper makes everybody else shit. You know what I'm saying? Like are, are a little bit more on edge and not, not playing to their games. And one last thing I want to say before, you know, for you go ahead. Um, Lanzini, man. I mean, there's been rumors about a 40 million pound deal, um, you know, offered in January for him uh, from Juventus. And I don't even know if the, the figure is right, but it doesn't matter what it is. If it's 25 million, at this point, he's not. He's a fucking cubic zirconia. He keeps fucking. He keeps breaking down. He's a little, little precious little. What looks like a, a diamond, but he he just breaks down all the time. So easy. We don't know. When's he gonna get hurt again? You know, he's been hurt too much. Like for for someone with that much talent, we can't be. Let's cash in on him. You know, cash the fuck in on him. As much as it pains me to say it, and I know that uh, the listeners can't see me right now, but I'm telling you, there are tears welling up in my eyes because I do love that little man from Argentina. Um, I I wish I wish that um, he could be bothered, and I wish that he wanted to be a hammer for life, but. Yeah. It's very clear that he's not playing with that um, ability that we saw in the in the first year we had him in the last season at the Bowl Inn. Uh, yeah. To piggyback off something you said earlier, I, I think the real problem – I'm not ready to say that Roberto is an MLS keeper. He's clearly not an MLS keeper. I'm, I'm not ready to say that. Um, I think he's done – he, he's clearly a good shot stopper. There are, he's made some saves that have kept us in some games at times, um, but it's not consistent. But I, I, I blame Ederson of Man City. I blame Ederson of Man City. That's the reason we have him. Ederson has a neck tattoo. Roberto has a neck tattoo. Our dumbass. <laughs> he's got a neck tattoo like Ederson at Man City. Let's sign his ass. That, that's what the problem is, okay? What's real? It's all about the neck tattoo. Um, that's the reason we have him. Uh, have you seen his wife? Roberto's? Yeah. He's got a neck tattoo. She's got to be gorgeous. Unreal. <laughs> As a single man, I'm going to get the neck tattoo, even though I'm a high school teacher, and hopefully I get the hot wife. But with my luck, I'll probably get one with three legs, so you never know. You know what? You you, you already got the job, right? So I don't think they can fire you over unless, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not 
interviewing for a teacher's job. You you got the job, man. Get the deck tattoo, brother. You look good on you. <laughs> there you go. Neck tattoo right here. I'm going to put a giant West Ham logo on this side and then Tim yeah. on that side. <laughs> but I... Uh. I, I look. I I understand the the frustration with Roberto um, clearly because there's there's goals he's conceded that make me want to pull my uh, pull my hair out and my hair's already fallen out so that I can't afford that. So it's really a situation where I there there's a lot going wrong at the club. So that brings yeah. me to the biggest question of all. And and granted, I need you to put on your doctor cap hat, uh, get your uh, prescription pad out. What is the recipe? to fixed West Ham United. Is it going into January and trying to make a bunch of signings? Is it reshuffling the lineup? Is it uh, grabbing the stick out of Pellegrini's ass? What is it? Yeah, I would say that um, it has to do with the fucking lineup selections, really. I, I think it comes down to the manager. I think it comes down to the manager 100%. He's not going to change. He's 60 fucking thousand years old. Um, so he's not going to, you know, change his ways. He's been doing the same thing since, you know, fucking Malaga, you know, days. And, and he's got his formation. He likes to play it his way. He likes to play the high line and then and hope to God that nobody picks it out or hope to God that his players step up enough that he doesn't have to worry about the other team uh, figuring them out. Uh, but no, I mean, Newcastle, John, your boy, John Joe Shelby. I mean, he fucking said it best, man. They trained all week. They looked at that high line, man. They trained all week, for, you know, uh, to play that, and it fucking worked, man. It was too easy for them. They, Newcastle made it look way too easy, man. And now that they've said that out in the public, now everybody's going to be looking at that. And yes, Pellegrini has not changed his fucking his ways or his formation, unless it's like the second half, which is rare. I mean, I'm surprised we've even seen two strikers on the, on the pitch at the same time, but he's been trying that out lately. I can't see him actually doing it, um, but uh, going with the two-strike formation, but basically the point is the recipe is play to your players, Figure out what, who your players are and play to their strengths. We need to go with two strikers. I mentioned on the show on uh, Wednesday night, I, I think that we should do, you know, um, a 2-3-2-1-2, two, 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 which is like a 4-4-2 four, four, diamond with uh, two wing backs because we got wing backs. We got Fredericks and we got uh, Masawaki, man. And, you know, they would be fantastic in that, in that position, not as fullbacks. And, you know, have a Declan Rice right before the, the center backs where he can drop back with the, the two center backs and make three center backs. Or he can go move push forward with the two central midfielders and play midfield, which is what he would love to do. He loves to roam. You know what I mean? So I think that's what we're going to do because Allaire needs to score goals. He needs – that's how we win is by getting the big man the ball. We get the big man the ball. Um, and the confidence that there's someone going to be around him at all times and not have uh, Felipe Anderson, Manuel Lanzini, and, and all these other guys with a dog, electric dog collar on where they can't go inside the box or else they'll get electrocuted. I mean, we need, like, he, basically, you know, Alera needs the trust that he's going to get the ball or he's going to have someone near him. If he takes a shot, then he's going to miss it and someone's going to be there to rebound it and then that or turn around and give the and have someone to give the ball to he needs that trust and there is none right now and snotty would be a great 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 person to have right behind the two strikers and the two strikers could be yarmolenko and uh Allaire. this two, two strikers could be um uh antonio when he comes back you know there's rumors he's coming back against tottenham so i mean listen that that would be that's that's what i would love to see is he going to do it no manuel pellegrini well, I don't know. I mean, he might go two strikers, which would be nice, but I don't think he'll do the way I want. But because um, again, I'm not a fucking manager. But anyway, <laughs> I, that's I, my I, recipe I, for success. I, I've got to tell you, um, it's very rare on here, but uh, I, I I pretty much agree with 95 percent of what you said. The only difference is 
we do have a second striker, but he's on not healthy, and that's Mikel Antonio. Mikel Antonio, his best performances as a striker are when he has a strike partner for West Ham United. Back when he was partnered with Andy Carroll, back when he was mm-hmm. partnered with uh, up there when they would go two strikers with um, the snake himself that we sold to China. His name I will not. Yeah. So <laughs> really, really, when you're looking at it, I, I think the recipe to fix West Ham United is, is and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, to bail anybody out, but the recipe is we got to get healthy. We got to get Fabianski yeah. back. We don't realize how valuable he is in organizing the defense. He's clearly the captain in the back. We got to get him back. We need Mikel Antonio back because Mikel Antonio is our plan B. The reason we've been looking so bad is because we can't bring on Antonio. And because we can't bring on Antonio, he changes the game. He's a physical force. He draws defenders. He opens it up for everybody else. Yeah. We don't realize the value of that guy. So really, what's the recipe to fix West Ham United? It's clear as day. We got to get healthy, and we we got to get our guys back, um, and we got to start doing things. But I do agree with you. I think Pellegrini clearly has to reevaluate his team selection, and he has to start putting guys on the pitch who can be bothered. I want yeah. guys out there who can be bothered, who are going to get pissed off if the other team scores a goal, who are going to yell at each other, who Mark Noble might slap around. If, if yeah. I don't see Mark Noble get a yellow card for slapping one of his players in the game, if we go down 1-0, I'm going to be pissed. I want to see that happen. I want I want domestic violence on the field from Mark Noble. Um, Hell yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to change gears here. Obviously, we have gone on and on to what's wrong with West Ham. Um, we've diagnosed what we think it's going to take. So that brings us into this big game we have on Saturday. It's 10 a.m. your time out there on the East Coast. It's 7 a.m. for us West Coasters out here. Um, just one day I wish you could live in the life of a West Coast West. You know, just one day. Okay. Um, I still feel, man. I do. So we have Burnley at Turf Moor, which has not been an easy place for West Ham United to go. Um, we have sin- we have struggled there. I think the last time we won there was two years ago under Slavin Bilic when we pulled up. The, I think we won the last game of the year out there against Burnley 2-1 after falling down 1-0. So I want to say that's the last time we won. I'm sure Zach will let me know when he's back if I'm wrong on that. <laughs> so really, when I look at this, when you look at the sides, Tim, it's clear as day we're the better team from top to bottom. Even with our backups in the yeah. game, I don't really feel like they have somebody on the pitch that scares me. Um, they've got some guys playing in good form. They do. But there's nobody's name I'm going to mention that, uh, that is of note. So really, when I look at it, um, I don't understand how we can't win this game. But West Ham United have been shocking me the last three weeks in ways they can find to lose these games. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on this game as we get ready to head into turf more? Uh, simple. It's always tough, just like you said. Um, I, you're probably right about the last time that we won there. Uh, I know it's always a tough, tough, tough road match because I, you know, I usually watch you know West Ham fan TV, the fan cams after the matches, and and I remember just, you know just listening every single time that they go up there. It's never usually a pleasant experience. Um, now that said. Um, yeah, and before that, I mean, before the Slavin Village season, I really don't think that Burnley's even been in the fucking Premier League. So, I mean, I think maybe once or twice. So, it is what it is. But anyway, it's going to be tough. It's a tough place. Sean Dyche is a great manager with what he's got. I mean, you got to give that guy a lot of respect for what he pulls off with uh, the shit squad he always has. Um, and listen, I mean, if 
I, I honestly God don't even know who's who's on that squad that much, um, other than you know Ashley Barnes. He's the only one who really scores for them, and I really don't even know if he's fucking playing or injured or whatever because I really don't give a fuck about Burnley. Um, other than that, uh, they're like a non-club or like they're they're just there. They're like a fucking they're like herpes or something like that. They just you know they're there. They yeah. don't go away. They're paying the ass or whatever, and you know you can't fucking medicate it and shit like that. And um, I don't know, but uh, look, it's not gonna be easy. I. Yeah, we'll get into predictions. I mean, I'll tell you that after, but yeah. Well, the the only thing I'm going to say is I really hope we take our Valtrax so we don't get any herpes or, or outbreaks <laughs> pop up when we're out there. Because it's a, it's a big game for us. It really, truly yeah, is. It is. They have Chris Wood, a guy, a player that's been linked to oh, West United, yeah. which means that he will most likely score against us. Um, they also feature Jay Rodriguez, um, solid player. Um, yeah. A guy that's been linked with us in the past. So yeah. this is what always. Do they score on us? I don't know. But hopefully West Ham United can change the culture this week. We can get up there. We can get a result. Um, we can walk away with a little bit of confidence thinking, okay, maybe Pellegrini's got it figured out. So that brings us into my favorite part of the show. Score prediction time, Tim. We're going to test your medal as a West Ham fan. So give me some East Coast brilliance and tell me right now, what do you think the final score will be? 2-1 Burnley. Sorry. I, yeah, I listen, I have, here's the reason why, though. The reason why is every time I actually have to give a prediction, I always go against us and we end up winning. I haven't been doing that many predictions this season. Um, I did in the beginning of the season when we were winning. So I'm going to use that as my reason why I say 2-1 Burnley. And plus, it's usually what the score is when we go play there. Um, and I say Alaire will be the only score because he's going to be so pissed off. You saw the look in his face the last few matches of frustration and his teammates and everything else that he hasn't been able to get the ball and score. He's going to make his own. He's going to create his own fucking chances this week and get at least one goal. So I think that's our goal. Um, yeah, so 2-1 Burnley, unfortunately. I um I I uh first off I want to know that uh, I'm pissed at you. That was a very poor effort on your first ever goal prediction on American Hammers Radio. Uh, we we look at the world through Claret Blue lenses here, Tim. Okay. Yeah, I am. It's called Burnley. <laughs> Good fucking point. But they have they have an ugly splash of nasty like Minecraft fucking badge that is yeah shitty. So uh, it, yeah. yeah. Really, like, here's what I what think. What is that? I, I think whoever created it obviously was playing Minecraft. That when you look seriously, at that, tell me, look at that badge and tell me it doesn't look like a fucking Minecraft creator. So, uh, yeah. here's my score prediction. I, I've got it two uh, one as well, but I have it going the other way. I think West Ham will fall down. They will go down one zero, and I think somebody's going to drop their nutsack and West Ham United are going to find a way to get two goals. I have Sebastian Allaire as one of my goal scorers, but the guy that's going to equalize is my dude right now, Robert Snodgrass. Three goals, three games. He is the one player. He's going to hustle. I'm going to yell freedom. William Wallace's favorite son, Robert Snodgrass, is going to spark the comeback. Sebastian Haller will get the winner, um, and I hope he gets the winner from open play. But I wouldn't be shocked if it's from a set piece. So, yeah. looking at that, who is your man of the match against Burnley? Uh, man of the match against Burnley will be, um, it'll be hopefully Balbuena, because I think that um, 
you know, he, we need the defense, man. And I don't think Diop is playing well at all. Yeah, at all. I, I really just don't. And I really hope that it's Ogbonna and Balboa starting. Because Balboa's been playing really good since he's been back. And um, I really think that uh, no, he'll leave me in the match for sure. He'll hold us together. He'll keep it down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go first time ever calling this player out. But I think he is going to run havoc because he's pissed off. I'm going Ryan Fredericks, player of the game. I think he is going to run rampant on the wing, and I think he is going to send passes into the box that are going to just pry Burnley's defense open, and that's where Sebastian Haller hopefully is going to get his goal. And Robert Snodgrass and, uh, and him, when when they brought Fredericks on in this last game, Snodgrass and Fredericks had a little something going, and I liked yeah. it. And I think it's going to continue because I think Fredericks will get the start. So I'm going – Fredericks as my man of the match. Awesome. Okay, this is uh, this is always the fun part of the show. It's time yeah. for our yellow and red cards. So um, I know that we talked in our pre-production meeting um, yes. that we have about thirty seconds before the show. Um, what is your yellow card? Who are you giving it to? Uh, yellow card is um, oh, shit. Who the fuck did I press? I, I know my red card off the top of my head. Oh my god. Um, I'd say with the West Ham fans. I really do. West Ham fans is my yellow card because, um, you know, you're either in or you're out. And there's a lot of 50-50 divisiveness going around. And it's actually getting pretty bitter on social media. Um, it, social media is always bitter anyway. There's always those trolls and assholes. But, um, you know, they, they're taking it um, to a whole new level. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, the current state, you know, of it's, it's very political. I don't like it. You know what I mean? I can't stand it, actually. And, and there's people that um, if you say anything bad about Pellegrini, um, you don't have a right to your opinion. Listen, I, I think that everybody has a right to their fucking own opinion. You know what I'm saying? If you if you want to talk shit about a player, if you want to talk shit, I mean, a lot of the talking shit isn't because we hate these people. It's because we want them to do better. We expect them to do better. I mean, that's that's what we should be as West Ham fans. We should expect our fucking players and our manager to do better, always. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, it's mail card's divisiveness um, of the supporters on the uh, on the internet. Oh, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I You know, West Ham fans are, well, as sad as it is to say, they, uh, do, they, they're, che- they're checkers players. They don't think three moves ahead. They need to start being chess players. So yeah. that is all out. And, you know, because if I want to put, you know, grape jelly on my banana, that's my right. You can't call me a shit. Yeah. So um, really, um, my yellow card is going to go to the board. You want to know why? Because you had a chance to sign John Joe, Joe, John Joe Selby, and you didn't yeah. And do it, and we would have got a goddamn point out of the game. Like, signed Joe John Selby. Like John ten Selby, times. The fuck his name is. He's an East End son. He should be wearing yeah. the claret and blue. He fucking looks like he would rip somebody's dick off. So why yeah. the hell do we not have him wearing the claret and blue? So that's we've been linked with him ten times over. Oh, we, we've been linked with him like ten times. I know, and he's wanted to come to us all ten yeah. times. Yeah. All right, so. Now it's time for the big card. Who's your red card for? No, oh, David Sullivan. The fucking, yeah, that little shyster. Um, so, yeah, he's not holding uh, Pellegrini accountable. He's not being, uh, you know, he's not being, um, how do I put it? For the, the moment that they put Hugh Shalos out there in the public as he's on the fucking hot seat and it looks like they're going to make him the scapegoat for all this bullshit, um, I don't, I don't blame Hugh Sloss, and I, I do blame fucking, you know, little shithead for, for coming out and saying anything like that at all, and not fucking saying, hey, my team's playing like shit. Let's, 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 let's look, seriously look at what we got to do in January. Um, you know, I'm coming out of my little fucking hobbit hole 
and I'm going to start uh, saying, listen, there's, there's something wrong with my club, and um, something needs to be done, and I'm, I'm about to step up and start speaking out again, because, you know, he's been quiet for quite some time, which has been great, because we don't want him talking. We really don't. But that's just like anything else, you know, the big boss needs to come out and start saying shit about his club when shit isn't going right, man, you know? So anyway, that's my red card, David Sullivan. Uh, I want I want you to know. I think that's the very first ever Hobbit reference on American Hammer. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised. <laughs> I know. I, I am. <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and tell you my my red card goes to Pellegrini. I said it last week. He has to get it right, and he didn't. He got it clearly wrong. So Pellegrini gets my red card, and I'm a Pellegrini fan. I'm not turning the book on him, but I'm telling yes, you, a red card is is big. It's a big because. Yeah. Um, if he doesn't turn it around, if he has another poor team selection, I'm going to start to question if he's doing this shit because he wants out of the club. Um, it's yeah. just an interesting situation with him right now. Yeah. Uh, so, obviously, uh, it's it's the part of the show where uh, we like to get you to spend money on, on bullshit that we're selling and peddling to you and uh, you know, so we can get our fixes, too. It's time for our shameless plugs. Uh, Tim, you got any shameless plugs for tonight? Yeah, a couple of quick ones. Uh, so it's five. Uh, basically, our, our uh, bitch bag, our bitch, whatever it's called, a bitch mail. I call it mailbag, bitch mail, whatever the fuck it's called. Anyway, it's, it's basically a hotline where you can call and leave a message, voice message, you know, anytime, any day, whatever. We'll we have a show on Monday night where we actually play through the best of them. And this last week, we, we had an absolute gem of a of a rant. We've had a couple other ones. You know, again, just be yourself. Say what you got to do. Don't try too hard. Um, you know, just because we had one out there that was an amazing rant doesn't mean you got to go out there and, you know, try too hard to, to do a rant. Just be be real. Um, so anyway, the phone number is, um, it's uh, 512-WE, the letter R, A-H-T-V. And um, the other thing is I, I want everybody to check out the shop because we got some cool American Hammers radio merchandise. Everything from buttons, magnets to T-shirts, hoodies, uh, men's, women's, children's. Um, you know, uh, fine art, prints, fucking whatever you want with American Hammer's radio logo on it, as well as American Hammer's TV and a bunch of million other designs that our friend Alex from Mississippi has been working on. The website is ahtv.threadless.com. And, uh, you know, there's always deals going on, whether it's either, you know, 10% off the store or free shipping or something. So just, uh, you know, check it out, stay tuned. And then obviously watch and like and subscribe to um, American Hammer's TV on YouTube. And uh, this show, which I've been trying to get us on iTunes, and uh, it's fucking struggling. So, uh, but it's on Spotify, and it's on SoundCloud, and uh, and Podbean. So uh, it's out there. So I know a lot of people are listening to us. So that's cool. All right, cool. Well, uh, the only shameless plug I have uh, is if you happen to find yourself on the West Coast, maybe in the Central Valley, of California, come on down to Full Circle Brewing. And hang out with the most dedicated group in all of Fresno. That's right. The Hell yeah. All of Fresno. The Fresno Irons. Uh, we'll be there live and in person 7 a.m. this Saturday. And you can watch us take on Burnley. So hopefully that game goes to plan. Want to say thank you to Tim for standing in for the curly-headed legend himself. Zach, it means the world that you were able to do this. Thank you again to uh, you and uh, for Lee and you for providing us this platform and the ability to talk all things West Ham, which, you know, let's be honest, if we didn't do that, we'd all probably be in the mental institution because it's a chance for us. <laughs> so yeah. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week. Come on, you Irons.